I claim this planet in the name of the Earth. Greeting, Earthlings. We have now taken over your radio. drunk one night like they just brought got them out well they just brought them out and like got them so hung over for the next morning then they woke them up after like two to three hours of sleep totally hung over and made them each eat a bunch of food <laughs> and one of the things they had was beer and like the guy just walks in and goes you know the best part about beer it just makes you feel like a big strong man <laughs> i'm not gonna lie if you're hung over a beer and some greasy food makes me feel like a big strong man again exactly yeah all right, let's get to this uh, Rockets Pacers game one, three thirty p.m. Uh, Saturday, star of the series. This is the most obvious question I think I've ever asked in my entire life. Uh, man, this is a tough one. <laughs> Andrew Aisha Bogan? Curry, Riley Curry, Riley. Who's Aisha? Aisha, Aisha's the, the Aisha's the wife. She's a star. She's got a new. She's got a new cooking show. Oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, I don't know if it's national or if it's just out here in the Bay Area, which is I'm not I'm not watching it. It's not that's not happening. <laughs> I mean, I heard that like got a lot of people mad for some reason. But if she wants a cooking show, she can have a cooking show. I don't know why people would be mad. That's like fake people... internet mad, not real mad. Well, that's the thing. Only people on the internet were mad. Yeah. Internet people were mad, not real people. Twitter handles were <laughs> rampaging. All right, star of the series is Stephen Curry. Um. MVP, greatest player ever. Better than Michael Jordan. <laughs> I mean, what else do I have to say here? Like, it, it's definitely going to be Curry, the star of like the series. Like, if you want to be cute, you can say Clay Thompson, but, but like, we're not cute. <laughs> yeah, we're not cute. Like, <laughs> James Harden might have a game, but it, it's going to be Curry. It's Curry's series. It's Curry's season. Mm-hmm. It's Curry's series. It's Curry's season. And that's all we got to say about that. He's the star of the series. You're just going to be watching him the entire time, just like you do even before the game starts. And people are in there watching his post-game, pre-game warm-ups. Like, you just watch Stephen Curry. That's, he's the star. Um, sniffing glue. Glue guy you want to talk about. I got Andrew Bogut on this. I'd go Andre Iguodala. Both are good choices. Why do you go with Iguodala? You know what's funny about this team is earlier we were saying, uh, I think it was the uh, Raptors who, like, no, the Hawks, they had, like, no glue guys, the Raptors, too. Yeah. Like, this team is nothing but glue guys. But, like, Dray- the glueiest guys. Like, the best glue. Draymond like, super Green. glue. Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, Andrew Bogut. Super glue. They're amazing. Festus, is, Festus is Ellie. Yeah, even him. It's 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 just a everybody is good on this. Sean Livingston, it's it's great. And I, the reason I say Bogut is because specifically that matchup against Dwight Howard. You know he's Dwight Howard's Houston's second best player, and if Andrew Bogut can lock him up in the beginning and and basically play him off the floor, then there's just a one man show. Right. So, not to mention that Harden loves to try to get to the rim. Like he wants to get to the rim. He wants to take three-point shots. He wants to have a good balance. When he's going, he's unpredictable, right? But Bogut is so good at just, like, dancing in between those pick-and-roll coverages. Like, if he needs to be go- falling back to play Dwight Howard, if he needs to be stepping up to get on Harden. Andrew Bogut is so good at dancing in between those assignments 
that he just throws Harden off rhythm, and you can eliminate the paint from him and just make Harden a one-man show and and a, and just a one-trick pony. You know, really, like, that's kind of that's kind of why I'm going with Iguodala because I think like Iguodala can make Harden's life like a real pain in the ass. Oh, if the Warriors put him on in on Harden, right? Yeah. Like, because Iguodala, like, he's not as good as he was when he was a little bit younger, but he's still a very good defender. I agree. Iguodala's the the best glue guy. And Wait, I don't but you think you said Bogut. Wrong. You picked Bogut. I did pick Bogut. But you just said Iguodala's the best glue guy. Yeah, but Sniffing Glue is a segment where we just talk about glue guys that we want to talk about. Well, I was just picking the best ones, because... So you pick the best ones, and I pick the ones I want to talk about. That's how we'll do this. Well, I just pick the ones that matter. Okay, and then I'll pick the ones that don't. I pick the, I pick the number one guys because I'm number one. Okay, and that that makes me number two, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> that is Happy okay. Birthday. Happy birthday! You're below you're below me. <laughs> Perfect. Let's go to Coachella. We got future coach of the year. Is he? Yeah, he's got to. I don't know. I could see like I could see someone else winning it if. Yeah, I can see somebody else winning it, but I think he gets it. The reason I think Kerr gets it is because, okay, I understand the thing where, okay, Luke Walton coached like half the year or whatever, 20 games or whatever it was. He he coached a lot more. He coached like 41 games. Yeah, it was a lot. But I think if Kerr doesn't install that system and that culture last year and in training camp and in general, if he's not around, he was still around the team, like he was still in meetings, he just wasn't on the sidelines coaching. Oh, I 100% agree. I think I think that's that almost gives me more of a case because I just okay like if we look at it at like stats like we do for MVP and all these other players like I can see giving it to Popovich right he coached the whole season um, he led the Spurs to one of the greatest years ever I get it he, I, if you wanted to give it to Terry Stotts I understand that but if you want to give it to even Brad Stevens like his, those teams overachieved and you usually credit coaching with that which is interesting. Um, but that's what you, you credit the coaches for that. Um, I just, I just remember when Luke Walton was coaching and the Warriors went on 20 something games to start the season on a 20 game win streak or whatever. I just remember thinking like Steve Kerr must be a really damn good coach to not even have to coach to get them to play this well. (laughs) And that's what I remember thinking. And that's the thought that always stuck in my head. And that's why if you asked me, which nobody did, I don't have a ballot, because why would I? But I filled one out and hung it on my fridge, and it's got Steve Kerr as Coach of the Year. I would probably, if I also had a ballot, I would probably give the vote to my vote to Steve Kerr as well. But I feel like there's a ton of really good coaches this year that could mm-hmm. get it, and I wouldn't have a problem. Like, yeah, I wouldn't Warriors, be mad. Warriors fans would freak out, but like, yeah. If Popovich got it, I'd get it. If Steve Clifford got it, I'd get it. If Terry Stotts got it, I'd really get it. Like Terry Stotts is like overachieved more than any other coach. Maybe yeah, if Byron Scott cheapest. got it, I'd get it. <laughs> okay, let's let's pump the brakes here a little bit. <laughs> All right, major key. What's the what's the key to this this series? Patrick Beverly not injuring Steph Curry. <laughs> is he dirty? Do you consider him a dirty player? Does it matter? Uh, borderline. Della Vadova is my line for dirty players. He's Della Vadova is a dirty player. Beasley is not Beasley. Sorry. Um, we'll get Beverly's, to Beasley. Beverly's right there. Yeah, he's he's fierce, as Houston fans like to say. Uh, my major key is is turnovers. 
And I was I was arguing with somebody earlier who's actually a Warriors fan who was saying like that he thinks that the Warriors drop one of these games. I just don't see it. I, I understand saying like James Harden's gonna go off and win the Rockets a game, but they threw the ball over too much and the Warriors are just gonna score so many easy points in the series. I think it's a wash. I think this is a four game sweep. It I just jumped the gun sweep. on my prediction, but whatever. It should be a sweep, but I don't I won't be surprised if it's the goes with two five. James Harden's still really good. Yeah, but he can't, like, as much as they want him to play 48 minutes, he's not going to. And in those well, see, five also... minutes that he's not playing, the Warriors are going to go on a 15-0 run. Well, see, it's funny that you mentioned turnovers because the issue Golden State's had in these, like, latter half of their season when they were going for 73 is they turned the ball over a lot. Cause they did. They, they, get, they start trying to put on a show. Like, yeah, I do wonder, and I think that comes to Steve Kerr. He needs to get this team to lock in for the playoffs. And the thing with the Warriors is that, yeah, they should sweep the Rockets, but the Rockets are still a good team. Like, the Warriors, they, they got lazy against the Timberwolves, the Lakers. Like, the Rockets are not as good as they were last year, but they're not the, the Lakers. They're not the Timberwolves. Like, they're still in the playoffs. I think they lock in for this game. But either way, we're, we're, we're debating four or five games, but still the Warriors winning, right? Yeah, like, it's it's not a contest. All right. Off ball. Who's that guy? I still uh, have no idea what this segment is. This is, like, <laughs> one other player. I think we got to talk about Michael Beasley. Yeah, sure. Let's talk about Michael Beasley. The bees. The bees. He's good for them. Uh, he's, he's kind good. of not bad for them. Yeah, that's a better one. <laughs> he's been shooting really... It's weird. He, he's gone from completely useless NBA player to, like... Yeah, he could come off the bench and put some points up. I'm telling you, man. He's the MVP of China. Like, his on-off numbers are atrocious. Bad. Like, absolutely god-awful terrible. But at the same time, like, is, like, that's not his, that's his fault, but it's also not his fault. Mm -hmm. Because, like, does anyone have good on-off numbers on this team? Like, really? Right, other than Harden. I think they're they're actually terrible with him with Harden too. That's the funny oh, part. Awesome, great. They're just if the Rockets are on the court, it's a bad day. Um, no, there's there's three things in this world that would make me very happy right now. That is people listening to this podcast. More beer. More beer. <laughs> and Beasley going back to China for the rest of his career and becoming a Chinese. Super Saiyan God. Like Stefan Marbury? Yes. I want Beasley to be Stefan Marbury too. And that would make me happy. His this is the this is the height of his NBA career. This is it. He's on an NBA playoff team playing some minutes and not being the worst thing about that team. This is this is the maximum Beasley. This is peak Beasley in America. See my only issue with that. He was an is MVP like... in China. My only issue with that is Stefan Marbury, who is actually good in America, like is currently like the greatest Chinese player ever, and I don't want Beasley to even like consider threatening that. I do. I want Beasley to be the greatest Chinese player ever. How dare you? I want that to happen. I want that. I want I want people in China to put together their all star rosters and instead of Jordan and Bird, they have Marbury and Beasley. That's what I want. And more beer. <laughs> Yay, more beer. <laughs>